Welcome to Feed Your Health, a weekly podcast with your host, Morgan Shepard, where we'll be taking a deep dive into the big dial movers of health, focusing on movement, nutrition, and stress management. You'll get tangible takeaways, tactical knowledge, and exclusive stories to inspire and empower you on your transformational health journey. Let's get thriving. All right, here we are, episode two. So today we're going to talk about emotional eating. What is emotional eating and why are we talking about it? We're talking about it because I find that it is probably one of the biggest issues that clients and other people come up against when they are going through a weight loss journey. And it essentially is when you are feeling all of the feelings. You could be really sad, you could be really angry, you could be anxious, and you turn to food as your support, as, as your like coping mechanism to handle the stress and the high emotion that you're experiencing. You might be turning to food and thinking that it's going to make you feel better, when in actuality it doesn't. And you've done this enough times so that you know that it actually doesn't make you feel better. But for that moment where you're in the height of your emotion, your brain tells you, this is the thing that will solve this problem. So you turn to food. Often it's based around things that are either like super sweet or really salty. And a lot of that has to do with chemicals and the fact that our bodies really crave these highly processed foods that are like high in fat and high in sugar and salt. The world plays on that. The food creators, they produce foods that prey on our inability to stop these feelings. Emotional eating is a crutch that we use and we're feeling high emotions that we haven't figured out how to handle. And I went through it. I mean, I still go through it. My relationship with emotional eating sort of goes back to after college. I was eating a lot of pasta and ice cream. I worked at a bakery and I got a lot of free food from it. You get free pastries, you get a free lunch, you get sandwiches. A lot of my emotional eating came down to I was lonely I was exhausted because I was working at a bakery and I would get off at noon, having been up since 2 a.m. And my clock, my internal clock was just off because I was not having adequate sleep and sleep cycles were off. I was realizing that I was tired all the time. The more that I turned to food to make me feel better, it wasn't working. It would just leave me more tired than I was before, more lonely than I was before. And there's a whole world of science on how the foods that we eat affect our emotional mood. I mean, it's chemicals. They're literally affecting your brain. I could go into this, but I'm going to save it for another episode where we talk about how the health of your gut microbiome affects your mental status. And there's so much research on it now, and it's so intriguing. But... When you use food as a crutch to sort of try and save yourself from these high feelings, you don't learn how to cope with it in a healthy way. And I realized that the longer that I worked in food service, the more I was turning to food to try and fix what I felt was wrong with my life. And it didn't work. 
Like it just didn't work. So I knew that emotional eating wasn't serving me and choosing these foods wasn't making me feel good. Now, don't get me wrong that I love food. I am a foodie. Food to me is all about family and my love language is food. But using it as a crutch when you're feeling all of the emotions isn't healthy. So one thing that I have learned to sort of adapt into my lifestyle is that I will, rather than spending my money on having treats and snacks in the house, I will spend my money on really good restaurants, going out to eat and enjoying food within a situation. So creating an experience around my meals. And so I I don't use it in the same way as like I used to. It's not there to make me feel better when I'm sad. It's there to bring me closer to other people, friends, family, when we go and experience it together. Also, I think a lot of my changes in how I associate with food come from what I'm choosing to keep in the house. So like there's certain sections in the grocery store that I just sort of avoid because I know all of those things are things that I don't really want to be eating and there's no point in buying them. Why not just avoid them? So preparing for those moments at the end of the day when I know that I'm going to be exhausted and I want to turn to food, I find alternatives to have available for me as far as like food, so like healthier alternatives, maybe a protein shake or, you know, some fruit or some nuts or a yogurt. I mean, I don't eat yogurt, but like <laughs> if I ate yogurt, <laughs> something that is not high sugar, you know, sugar is very, very, very much like cocaine. It is a drug. It is something that is designed to keep you coming back for it because you want that high fix. And finding ways to dissipate those high emotions that don't involve food is one of the biggest changes that I made in my own life. You know, it's partially why I turned to fitness and I turned to triathlon and running because that was a release. That was a way for me to get this high amount of stress, emotional tension out without being harmful to my body. And also like dancing, I'm a raver. So I go to music festivals and I go to shows and dancing with other people is a way for me to stress relief. You have to find what works for you and it doesn't happen overnight. Like you have to become aware of what is happening. So begin to recognize when you're being triggered to turn to food to help cope with these emotions. You know, is it after the end of the day when you're really exhausted? Is it after you have had a really important Zoom call and you're just like drained and you need to let go of that? Is it when it's 3 p.m. and you're at work and you're just bored of what you're doing and you need something to put in your mouth because you want a flavor or a crunch or, you know, some salt? Figure out where your triggers are during the day, when they show up, where they show up, how they show up, and sort of begin to pay attention to that. And once you start to develop that awareness, then you can sort of think about, okay, well, what could I do instead? How could I help mitigate these feelings and turn to something else 
as a healthier coping mechanism. I mean, a lot of times, the simplest thing that you could do is literally just go for a walk or take a shower or do a workout. Journal. Journaling is so great for this kind of thing. You know, if you're suddenly in your emotions and you're just like, I can't, I need something. Sitting down and writing what you're feeling, no one ever has to see it, but it helps you get it off of your your mind. It's like a dumping. I mean, honestly, you could call up a friend and dump on them too, but sometimes that's a little challenging. You know, and I'm even going to say it here, sometimes sex, masturbation, those are forms of energy releases too, and they can sort of help ground you. But finding ways so that you can turn to something other than food to help you release that stress, that's going to be so beneficial for this process. Another important thing to think about is the deprivation scale. So I love ice cream and I I don't deprive myself of ice cream because if I did, then I would end up at the other extreme. When you restrict yourself from the things that you desire, you're more likely to run the other way and end up binging on them because extremes beget extremes. So if I'm taking away the thing that I'm wanting and restricting myself from having it, at some point, my ability to prevent myself from eating that, my willpower, is going to fail. It's guaranteed. If you deprive yourself of something for so long, at some point, you'll fall off the wagon. Something that has been really useful is once you begin to create this awareness of when you're being triggered, then you can sort of begin to create space between the trigger and your reaction. You have an opportunity to make a choice. So rather than just, oh my god, I need this now, turning to food and, and just watching it happen, when you create space, you allow yourself the opportunity to slow down and become conscious of what you're doing. And I think that's really important because a lot of times we get wrapped up in habit of this is what we do. So at three o'clock, we get bored, we go to the fridge, we grab something, we eat it. Are we hungry? Probably not. Are we just feeling these emotions? Yeah. And obviously, it's not going to happen overnight. I still I still have moments where I'm like, I need this thing. I'm going to eat this whole thing right now. And it's going to make me feel better. But it doesn't. But forgive yourself. Like, just pay attention to what happens, how you feel after you eat it. Don't beat yourself up when you have these moments. You know, everybody does it. It's part of life. And if you are constantly shaming or guilting yourself after you have an episode, then you'll always feel bad about it. And that's just not healthy. Something that I have a lot of my clients do when they keep a food log is that anytime they eat, I want them to write down the emotions that they're feeling and just notice and name them. They don't have to judge them. They don't have to change them. Just begin to develop the awareness of what is happening, what you're feeling when you're consuming food. Even if it's like a happy emotion, just, just pay attention. When you consume things, sort of pay attention to what those foods do to your body after. Like, for example, if you go and binge on a pint of ice cream, how are you feeling after? 
How are you feeling emotionally? How are you feeling physically? And do you want to feel that way again? Because sometimes it's as simple as realizing that that's not a feeling that we want to experience again and finding a way to work around it so that we can change it. Today we talked about emotional eating and how it's one of the biggest challenges that a lot of people suffer with when they're on their weight loss journey. A few big changes that you could start implementing today is to begin developing an awareness around what's triggering you, what times of day that you find that this is happening, what your stress levels are, what your emotional feelings are, and what your energy is like. Once you begin to create this awareness, without judging yourself, you'll sort of allow space to happen between the time that you have the feeling and your reaction, which is eating. Creating that space gives you the opportunity to make a choice. Do I want to eat this thing? Will it actually make me feel better? And then putting that into practice. It's going to take a little bit of time. One final thing to think about is making sure that all of your needs are being met. So a lot of the times we're experiencing high emotion because we're tired or we're angry or we're bored. Things are happening. So when you look at your life and your day, begin to pay attention to how your needs are being met and just make sure to put yourself first. If you are going to have a busy day prepare for that and know that, hey, okay, so I'm going to have a busy day. And when I got off work at four o'clock, I am going to be very, very exhausted. And I'm going to want to turn to food. And preparing for that moment is what's going to help get you through it when it shows up. And ultimately, that comes down to feeding yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, finding ways to connect with your community, and just finding healthier alternatives to help you cope with these high emotions, rather than turning to food as your crutch. Sometimes you'll still do it. Don't judge yourself. Don't stress about it too much. Just keep going and you'll get there. And also putting your goals in mind when it's happening. When you're in that space of, I could eat now or not. Remember why you're choosing not to. Why you're wanting to lose weight in the first place. That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If I provided value in any way, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find me on Instagram at morgan.e.shepherd and on Facebook. Tag me.